Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 68. It's February, it's dead of winter, although it's not that snowy here. Not only is it cold, it's a leap year. It's not that snowy here. I'm actually, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty hot today. We we had snow the yesterday, and then it's like all gone again. Yeah, pretty <laughs> it much. It was like a good almost foot of snow, and now it's gone. So we're we're living through the horrible time that is winter in the northern hemisphere, <laughs> but uh, yeah. we're surviving. I think it's just gonna get honestly. It's gonna get we're, like we're thriving. The, like the seasons have shifted, so. I always say we're going to end up being like the Mediterranean. It's going to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else to say in this? Uh, this is the jump ship, I guess. But Yeah. Well, happy single awareness day, I guess. I don't know what that means. February 14th is happy single awareness day. Uh, no, that's uh, Warpath, Warpath Kickstarter day. Hmm. Maybe we'll talk about that Happy in the Valentine's that's, that's, that, that, that's a tactic. That's a good tactic. Get get those guys that are feeling down about Single Awareness Day and they want to spend some money. Make them spend money, yep. Good call. Good one, Mantic, whoever's in charge there. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll go right into the dropship and see what we're not working on because I don't know if anybody's working on anything. <laughs> yeah, it's been a slow, hard month. That's all i got to say. We'll, we'll be back to discuss... Nothing. Dropship landing. Hoo-hoo. Welcome to the dropship, Mr. Hoo-hoo. Oh. Hoo-hoo. I thought we were pausing. That was the pause. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we're in the dropship. Uh, this dropship is brought to you by John Bear Ross still. He's no longer doing his Patreon, but you do want to support him still. All his past projects are available on My Mini Factory. Just search for John Bear Ross. The link will be in the show notes. Yeah, thanks. Past thanks. projects are still worth it, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still great stuff there. And hopefully he's doing well writing his books. Uh, okay, let's work working on uh, anybody. Somebody step up? Anybody? A- anybody? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gearing up for Depticon by painting little item crates for Dead Zone. <laughs> That's all right. There's Mechs and Dead Zone. That counts. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's what I got. Next month is Adepticon. So if anybody comes, visit the Mantic booth or upstairs yes. where all the events are because that's where we'll be. All yeah. three of us we'll will be there. So. The event Me and Rob will be in the booths. Yep. And you guys wow. be showing off a, a little game that uh, was announced. Yeah. We could say for... If you yeah. guys are looking to try out Halo, the miniature game. For the first time. Yep, a new version of the come, Halo games. Yeah, come to Adepticon. This is going to be a more of a skirmish version, not like the... Uh, who had it before? I forget who had Spartan Games? Something like that had it. Something but like that. They had really tiny... Really dudes. small, and it was all supposed to be mass battle, but I guess it yeah. wasn't great. But this, this is, is uh, skirmish-y. skirmish-based. More, uh, yeah. more you're, video you're, game-esque, you know? You're like playing Fort Master Play. Chief and uh, a little crew fighting people kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All the demoing will be at the Mantic booth. Plus, I'm sure there'll be other stuff there. We're taking pre-orders for the game. The game will be released September. somewhere around August. Yeah, August, September. September, yeah. 
no Kickstarter for this one, just straight up. But there is a Kickstarter, yep. which is the... Uh, well, I probably should all talk about this in the Comstar or... Anyways, yeah. but we have nothing to talk That's about fun. in Dropship anyways, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been busy with Adepticon and regular work, so I have not had any chance to do any kind of hobby or reading for that matter, so... Uh, yeah, absolutely. No I, excuse. I, I've been busy... Chastise me to blend our, our Flog me. sections. Yeah. Hit me yeah. with the cat nine tails. I mean, yeah, none of us have done dogs. anything. This dropship is a pretty sad sight. But do on your uh, on our Facebook group, do post what you've been working on, so you can shame us. Yes. If, especially <laughs> if you got like neat model kits or something for the oh, holidays. Speaking of model kits, I did buy. I did win a, an auction on eBay though. But you haven't got uh, it. Yet. An old. No, I haven't got it yet. I can't show it off, but I can tell you what it is. It's the Ravel. Robotech model kit. Uh, which one did I get again? Yeah, Shadowhawk, wasn't it? It was Shadowhawk, but they called it something else. Or is it Griffin? Well, it's not Robotech. Oh, it was Robotech. Or not that it Robotech. Robotech. No, it's not Robotech. It's uh, it is it Robotech. <laughs> it's made by Ravel, but that's not Robotech uh, Mac. Though. The people that brought you. No, I don't know Wisconsin. Or is it BattleTech before BattleTech? Well, on the box it says Robotech. Robotech or BattleTech? Robotech. That doesn't make any sense. From the people that brought you the 1967 Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> Model it's, kit. The, it's, it's the 1984 Robotech Defenders Zoltech Revell by Revell. It's a 172 scale. Weird. That is literally a different company. Back then, the 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 uh, whole licensing thing was pretty cray cray. Yeah, I'm not even sure why they put this as a Robotech. But, you know, when I was younger, it, I was I thought it was just something I didn't see. Well, that, They do make it. They do make an SDF-144 one, one, one scale also. Uh, they have this other one, too, called the Aqualo, which is supposed to be a Doug Ram kit, but they still call it Robotech. I think that might be before Robotech, the TV show. They had this Robotech line of models, and I don't think it has anything to do with each other. Not, 1984. It looks like the lo- the logo is Robotech. It might have been the same company that released them. We we know little about this. If you know anything about this uh, line, please do comment below. But uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty fancy. Yeah, I, actually, I think. Let me, let me. Oh, I was gonna try and see if I could send it to you to, to post it. You did send it to me, but I couldn't find it. So I have, who knows where you sent it to me. You send things oh, in was... weird groups. Ah, I found it. <laughs> oh, good. So then I don't have to send you this picture. Of course, it's gone now because you've already bought it. So Way to go, Pat. <laughs> but they call it the Zoltec. And I don't know. It doesn't even look like a Battlemaster. And I don't know which one it is. It's not the Shadowhawk. Zoltec? Yeah, it's funny. There is. It's all Robotech, yeah. And Robotech it's the Robotech Defenders. logo. Yeah. They also so, did uh, Robotech Changers, which were like the, on there. <laughs> where, where they, they actually uh, transformed. But yeah, it's all different. Knows uh, oh, here it is. What that's all about with with the Ravel model kit, which I think is defunct now. There's what he bought right there. Yeah, Zoltech. Looks fun. Yeah, it is very uh, basic kits. I remember them being very basic kits. There may be like two, three screws of like well, uh, yeah, I got 10, the, 15 uh, pieces. The really early... Uh, uh, What's it it's, called? It's not a Gundam kit by any means, that's for sure. The Mospito ones, the early ones, they were like, there's not even any posts to put them together. You're just gluing like 
panel to panel and stuff very early. <laughs> oh yeah. Before they they before yeah before Gundam really before we figured out modified panels are really post really. Yeah. But surprisingly yeah. enough, there is a ton of these models out there. Yeah, I, I'm, on eBay for some reason. There's one less now that Pat has been. Yeah. Well, he's on gonna, the now he's going to start collecting them all. You're not going to put it together, right? You're no, just going to no, keep no. in box. No, that well, I bought that one that I won because it was open and I didn't need to save it. It wasn't worth trying to, to collect. So you might actually. So I am going build to. It. I am going to build it. Amongst the other 90 other 98 models that are sitting downstairs. I'm curious what what was the scale on it. 172. Yeah, so that's the same as Gundams, I think, pretty yeah. much. Because what are the Gundams? One one hundred and one. What's the Master Grids? One four, one four. But they're different scale, anyways. But I think I have yeah. a uh, I have a um, a Valkyrie or whatever they want to call them. The uh, uh, and it's I think that scale, so it should be about the same size as him. Yeah. The STF one looks like a very basic kit too. It's not a very. Good I'm sure. Kit. Yeah, I'm sure. Imagine getting a master grade or something of the STF one. That'd be awesome. As you can tell, we're really trying to fill this segment out with anything to talk about. But uh... <laughs> anything. I will say, if anyone gets the un- underwater one, that's supposed to. It literally says Doug Ram on it, not in the box, but in the description. Uh, it looks like a one of those World War II scuba diving guys with the brass helmet. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I I don't even know where. That comes to play in Robotech. Well, it's probably once again Doug or Ram. Battletech for that matter. It's, it's no, I'm sure it's uh, like it looks say, like something they, out of Sequest. It's I think Harmony Gold licensed all this stuff f- from all these different companies and just called it all Robotech. <laughs> so no, that's funny. You're it's it's right. Robotechnology, man. You can find it anywhere. <clears throat> that's that's actually probably right on the head. But Harmony that makes Gold sense. Why? Yeah. Put Robotech on that. What is that? It's a robot. Robotech. And it's Re- uh, Ravel is an American company too, right? So yeah, I think. Right. I think it is. Or, or Western, is it at least. Yeah, it might be British or French or something, but it's Western. It's not Japanese anyway, so it's not like Bandai or someone. Uh, well, when you get it, you'll have to show it off to us and uh, yes. discuss it nice more. Uh, not anybody else have anything hobby-related other than that? I don't think so. So uh, we'll go on to the Comstar, well, which we have a little I, bit more. I, I, was, I was actually wrong. Ravel is still in business. Oh, yeah. They make, I think they make jets and stuff. I, I, I've always seen them. Yeah, jets yeah. and cars and. Yeah, yeah. But you always see the Walmart over. And it's a German company. German makes sense. I knew it yeah. was. Uh, I knew it was Western, anyways. Yeah, okay. they merged with Monogram and then dissolved and then merged with another company. I forget what it's called now. Now we have a whole history of Ravel. It's not a very huh? German name. If you're old, you've had a million of these Ravel model kits. For sure. Cars, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> and, and mechs. Planes? Ships. Ships, yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to Comstar. <laughs> we'll have a bit more to talk about. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Message from Comstar. Welcome to Comstar. Yes, we're going to talk about some other stuff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the full history of Ravel. Well, we're going to more modeling companies. But uh, do, if you haven't listened to it yet, we did do a podcast last mid-month that uh, about from Redline about their payday Kickstarter coming out soon in March. Mm -hmm. So check that out. We had a whole episode talking to Cameron there. It was fun. It's always good to catch up. Cameron, good guy. And it's a great card game, too. If you are... Looking for a mech card game. It's it's one it's one of the ones to get. Yeah, well, we, it's the we only have one to, to get. Play now. it at Adepticon this time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We should get a, yes, get some sure. games in. 
Um, yeah. And uh, he taunted us with his warm Arizona weather at the time. We were freezing to death. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's when it was negative degrees. Yeah. It was it was like minus 40. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, the other piece of news they had was that from FASA, actually, uh, there's new Interceptor stuff coming out. I still haven't got mine. You got uh, you got two box sets. No, I got the. They kickstarted the next set of oh, ships. Yeah, they said that's coming out soon. It's shipping yeah, soon. In in lieu of the release of Leviathan, which is capital ships. Yes, this is uh, in, in lieu of in pre, pre, what in lieu of means in instead no instead of, of. Yeah, yeah. you're saying so uh, I'm not as it before pre yeah. hitherto 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 is a good one. Uh, is Therefore. There's a campaign supplement, which is cool, and uh, more factions. There's Terran Commonwealth, Castellonian Empire, Babylonian Union, and Free Trade, Free Trade De- uh, Directorate and Allied. I don't remember worlds. which ones we played. Which two I have? I think Terran. Terran seems familiar. The blue and the red. Is that the ones you have, or are those? The, yes, because yeah, I, I played so. the blue ones, and yeah. those pilots are nuts. Those guys do well, crazy crap. That was you, I think. But uh, <laughs> so there's more stuff coming out for from uh, the Interceptor, which is a really fun game. We had a lot of fun playing it. So check it out. Almost mech related. It was FASA. So Especially if sure. you're a fan of the old Interceptor from FASA, this is a very nice uh, addition. Yeah, it's a totally different game, but it's got the same feel. And I love the way they do uh, ship combat, which is. Uh, with inertia and everything, and they don't make it too complicated, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's neat. Um, especially when you black out, flame out, and lose control. Well, you did all those in one turn. So <laughs> I also got the uh, Robotech Homefront RPG expansion. Finally came out. This is Pat's copy. This is uh, his book because mine is the uh, mm. other version. But it uh, came with. I'm going to nice. ruin his book pictures uh it's the uh masters kind of uh expansion for robotech rpg it oh, also nice. it also came with a uh a module kind of so uh, all we need now is the end of it and we're done yeah i, th- I hope well hopefully the next one doesn't take this long to to do but i don't know if uh i'm sure COVID had something to do with how long it took but even if it was after i can't remember when it actually went but it's been a couple years at least, but it, a lot of people gave up on it because everybody thinks that all Robotech uh, uh, Kickstarters are cursed because uh, <laughs> I believe the uh, other one from, uh, who's the miniature company from Hong Kong that was doing, did that new Macross slash Robotech game. Um, oh. That's, I don't think that shipped yet. Something Kids, right? Yeah, Kids Logic. Kids Logic. Yeah, so that hasn't shipped yet, so I wonder if that's another oh. curse. If if people got burned again on a Robotech miniatures game, I'd be like, oh my god. Oh, can you imagine after that yeah. fiasco from the last Robotech? Yeah, Palladium last time, and now this one. You know, but, I still got that box. You know, I got that box for 25 bucks. Oh, I, I have a bunch of them. It is terrible to put to get those miniatures together. Yeah, but I didn't even read the rules. I mean, we shouldn't even maybe one of these days sit down and try and play it. I don't, I don't think it was a bad game. The problem was just it. a lot of it didn't get shipped, <laughs> so. It's true. Yeah. And a lot of people got screwed. And yeah. then people like me got it up real cheap because uh, they they sent it out to stores instead of sending it to their backers. Well, and then no one was going to buy it. And nobody bought it, so then it went on real cheap. So we got it. Yeah, now it's like now it's hard to find. It was a $100 box, and they were like $20. That one box yeah. being sold was 20 bucks at your store, right? Wasn't it, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you eventually buy it? 
I I did not, but I think someone did. Yeah. I was close to buying it, but I was thinking, I what the hell do anymore. I need two sets of these models? I'm not putting together these. Uh, They're I pain. put together. I put together a frame, and I was like, "Ooh, I think I'm done with these models." Yeah, especially the uh, the Valkyries. Man, they were they were tough. They were so small. But uh, anyways, yeah. But hopefully, this Kid Logic one actually ships. And uh, Strange Machine games, they're a lot more. We always see them at the Gen Con and stuff. They're a lot. They've been around. It's just for this, I think it was more of uh, like book printing, a lot harder to get mm. done, and a lot of that kind of stuff. I think they were waiting for a long time for, on artists getting their art in so that might have been an issue too so Mm. uh but it came so i'm happy and i got a bunch of pins with it all the pins they sell at uh pat's got a bunch of them that he's bought at the cons i got a bunch of them from the uh kickstarter did you get get two or just one set i got four different ones i got uh i probably can it's on our facebook anyways i posted i don't think i need any more pins though because that those pins i got before those other robotech ones that they made that bag flap weigh about seventy five pounds. Oh, my, my, it's they're huge and it's super heavy now. But uh, <laughs> uh, Matt uh, Click from uh, from uh, what companies do you work for? He did uh, Mecha Hack. Anyways, he uh, hmm. when I posted, he's like, "Well, now you need Gundam ones." I'm like, "Damn it! Now we need Gundam ones because <laughs> I have no Gundam." <laughs> so now I got to find some. That's true. Things. I don't think he I have a Gundam just, one either. He actually just posted an update for the uh, the was it Aether Nexus? Yep. Uh, Kickstarter oh, yeah, project, the new that. the new beta. Uh, update. Yeah, it's available now to, too. Yeah. Today, I think. Yep. Uh, and then another uh, bit of news uh, that's that's mecha related uh, is the Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Freedom uh, film uh, was just came out on the on the 26th of January, um, and so far it seems like it's been pretty pretty well received. Uh, that one came out in Japan. Is that right? I, I think so. Anyone got a bootleg copy? Post a link in the. Facebook I, I page. think I I don't know if it was just trailers, but uh, the the uh, Gundam Planet or whatever does that YouTube channel. They they put like official stuff posts. They did all the uh, Witch for Mercury eventually and all that on their channel. I th- it might have I saw some of that on there. It might have been just trailers, but it was on there. So maybe they'll eventually put the movie on there, which is the nice. The News Network did a review of it. I think it might be up on like might be on crunchy or something i think they were doing some uh theatrical releases uh stateside for it but i'm not entirely sure and then i know gurren logan came back to theaters too recently too yes yeah oh i was blowing up my twitter actually they they had i think they did an english dub for the movies which hadn't happened yet Hmm. um so i think they got most if not all of the original cast from the show and they uh they finally did a dub for the movies. That's which cool. is pretty cool. Oh, I would love to watch dubbed. Well, you could watch it in theater. The, the I, dub I, was I think excellent. It was, for I think the I think the theater run was already over. It was earlier yeah. this month, yeah. but yeah. Well, I mean, month. I'm sure it'll come on the video somewhere or yeah, it'll stream somewhere. Super expensive Blu-ray because it's Anaplex. I'll have to. We'll have to go down to Mitsua. Yeah, during Adepticon and look and see if it's there. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll be driving right by it. It's like a... Brian, did you ever go to it? I took Brian and Rick. Yeah, we went, I was with her with you when you were like, dear I, God, I look at I all this. I found some, like, <laughs> yeah. some Karno Kyokai stuff. Yeah, that, you found some obscure DVDs. Yeah. Some really obscure stuff I remember there. that now, yep. Yeah, it's an awesome place and good food. It's 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 mm-hmm. pretty much a Japanese superstore. Like it's this, it's like going to IKEA, but it's all Japanese stuff. <laughs> yeah, with a nice food court. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 
fun times. Uh, other than that, for I don't think I've ever done anything else for TVs, movies, books. Still reading all the there, BattleTech books, but there's that. I guess it's it's been out a while, and I I just stumbled upon it. Uh, Phantom Brigade. Oh yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. It's got some new updates, and it's supposed to make it better. Uh, if anyone's played it, have you seen this game at all, Brian? Phantom Brigade. I don't, I don't think so. It's a turn-based mech game, but it allows a lot of mech customization for your squad. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's cool. I'm very, very curious. If anyone's played this, you know, please leave a comment and let us know if it's worth it. Uh, I'm probably gonna pick it up because I'm a sucker. <laughs> yeah, we have to, we have to see what the price point is. But uh... well, I don't. I'm a sucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> check it. I will say that the article I read, read says uh, it makes a fantastic game even better. So. I'm very curious to see what's more about this. And I'm very curious about this mech customization. Uh, it seems very similar to Battletech from what the pictures look like, where you can it does switch look out like weapons. It, but it, yeah. Uh, but but if you look down to the next thing, it actually... Well, yeah, in that sense, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, so if anyone's played Phantom Brigade, let us know how you like it, how you don't like it. Uh, I'd be very curious... To, to see what people's opinions are and how the gameplay is. So, yeah, it looks fun. Like I'm showing the trailer right now, and uh, looks like some cool environments that you're fighting through, like actual towns, and it's got some gun. Yeah, feel. and the graphics look, looks pretty good too. So, I mean, it's yeah, it looks fun. Uh, they look, I guess, BattleTech. Everything looked a little bit smaller, and yeah. then this looks a little bit more a little bit bigger so you're looking more at the mechs and stuff yeah it's interesting it's uh it looks fun we'll definitely check it out so uh yeah if you've played it let us know because uh we want to know anything else we want to talk about uh yeah Mm, no we got uh brian have you been watching anything or anything not uh not really it's been (laughs) Just been busy. It's the doldrums yeah. of uh, winter right now. We're all just. Gonna... Oh, he also he also started a new job though. So right. Yeah, new between like new job and uh, had had a whole bunch of uh, you know just a lot of sports going on. Like the the Lions mm. uh, just recently <laughs> got knocked out, but they were you know we were hoping that they were going to make their way to the Super Bowl. Um, so so there is a lot of like every weekend kind of family gatherings kind of thing so uh just been kind of busy but i think you know hopefully i don't have as much stuff to prepare for adepticon yeah it's not i remember last year talking about it you were just printing buildings like it was going out of style buildings and and painting them up i think we should be good i'm just painting uh item crates and and getting those painted up because i i think there'll be a nice little splash uh for the game items you don't need to play with items (laughs) <laughs> some people want them but uh but yeah so otherwise nothing else really going on okay well i guess we'll uh jump on to the mech behanger we have a lot to talk about we have a review it's a review segment for this mech behanger so join us in a few seconds we'll be right there now entering the mech behanger Welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar. This one's a special review segment. Uh, 
we're, we're, review the history of the internet. <laughs> no reviewing the history of the internet. We're, we were provided uh, uh, some, some uh, what do you call them? Review samples. Sampler. Yeah. New material. From uh, yes. Salvage Union. From Sal- Daylight Press. Yep. By Alid Lawler and, oh, I can't even pronounce that guy's name. Sorry, buddy. Mr. Lyons. Sorry, Mr. Lyons. I'm going to give it a shot. And if I do it wrong, please don't hate me. Yes. Feel free to correct this. Paniotis. No, it's Paniotis. Yes. You know that? Yeah, I looked it up. Paniotis. I was close. Yes. They are these two British creators. They're from London. They started this company in 2021, but they've done stuff before that. They. This looks like their first collab, the Salvage Union's first uh, collab under this company. But they also, uh, Leyline Press does modules for Old School Essentials, which is a game that Pat and I have played. I think, Brian, oh, you might have played that, that. too. Hmm. Yeah, cool. so they're associated with that kind of stuff too. That's good to know. Yeah, so these, these guys are seasoned uh, game creators and uh, and module makers. But Salvage Union is, is a... Uh, mech-based game in the far-flung future. Post-apocalyptic. And it's uh, about mechs that are out for salvage in the wastes. And uh, you're either wastelanders, which are kind of just people living in the the wastes, or you're uh, the rich who live in these big habitats, or you're salvage union people who live on moving ships, like uh, moving like Like land land vehicles. What was that movie with... um, there was like that cyberpunk, or I mean, uh, uh, steampunk kind of movie that came out that was it bombed terribly. But they had that oh, big uh, ship. Oh, yeah. the, where the cities would eat cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, engines. I think. Yeah, I liked it a lot. But that, that's what these uh, these vehicles remind me of. But uh, yeah, so you're a, you're a scavenger out in the, the waste trying to uh, scavenge tra- parts. Scavenge parts. That's the whole game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. the. What is it? It's the wasters are the ones that uh, are trying to live in the wasteland by yeah. forming small communities. The Salvage yeah. Union is the the resistance that try to fight the Corpo. Corpo, is that what they call them? Corpo way of life? Yeah. yeah. Which is the big cities. I mean, you could live in the big cities, but then you were literally a indentured servant at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally, because they, they'll make you, like pay for your mech that you're piloting and stuff like that. Yeah. But even, even when they're in, yeah, you're in a militia, but they still have to, they make you pay off your mech. Like it's Mm -hmm. terrible to work for the corpos. But that's uh, not all all that's in the setting. You also have the bio Titans. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. Our big old monsters, which, uh, in a little bit. Yeah. They're the the meld. Yeah. Meld are like, uh, nano, nano creatures, nanobots. Yeah. Arcos, that's what I was trying to say. Arcos, Arcos yeah. are the big cities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, they they don't know what happened to the world or why it failed. The, the meld may or may not be aliens, so there might be some alien shenanigans going on. And same with the Bio-Titans. Yeah, the Bio-Titans are mechanical and, and biological. Uh, obviously biological, combined. And very, uh, I don't know, kaiju-esque. They're huge, mm-hmm. and they have, they have uh, cool stats. Like Brian said, we'll get to them. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, the game is is really a storytelling game. It's 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 much more yeah, minimal dice rolling. Yeah, there's only one. Like, let's see if I can find the chart. There's only one chart to roll on. It's uh, it's it, it's you roll a d twenty and 
it's like really you know great success uh okay success and like success with with one is a great success one is a catastrophic failure two to five is a fail uh, and I can't remember the other ones. Yeah, they have all different levels of success or failure, but it's all about mm-hmm. uh, progressing the story too. So it's even if you do yeah. a horrible failure, it's not necessarily you're dead, but it's more like something something bad goes yeah. wrong and throws in more uh, complications. Here it is. So so uh, on a twenty, it's a nailed it. Like you've overcome the odds. I'll just it's, so if it's okay, I just read yeah, go ahead it. for you sure. Uh, you've overcome the odds and managed an outstanding success. Uh, you get an additional bonus for your choice uh, to the action, and includes dealing damage, um, or pick another bonus effect. 11 to tw- uh, 19 is a success. You know, you you managed to do it, and you deal your regular damage or whatever. Uh, 6 to 10, a tough choice. You succeed your action, but at a cost. Uh, the mediator, which is kind of their term for a, a GM uh, or a game master, uh, gives you a, a tough choice that's some kind of setback attached to uh, to whatever you're doing. Uh, so you basically you do still kind of make the hit, but you also get hit yourself. Two to five is failure. Um, you know you failed what you attempted to do. You probably face a setback as well as part of that. And then there's a cascade failure on a one, <laughs> uh, which I, I love as a as a phrase. Uh, something gone terribly wrong. You suffer severe consequences from mediator's choice. When attacking, you miss the target and suffer a setback uh, on a major level. So it, it, it is kind of a, a neat, refreshing way. Like, it's a, it's very straightforward with the, the dice roll um, when when you're you're doing stuff. So, yeah. yeah but then it's... there's, you know, there's a whole lot of, like, choice on, on what you're doing, what gear you're using to kind of help mitigate things. There is no stats though, like they, like usually we're used mm-hmm. to D and D or something like that where stats mitigate it or give pluses minuses or anything like that. There's none of that. It's a straight roll, but you don't roll mm-hmm. very often. They say like you're only rolling when it's something crazy is happening. Otherwise, you just describe what you're doing and you know the media decides on how you described it, how well you did, or what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's only if you're really attempting something hard, like that, <laughs> you start rolling on the charts. But uh, yeah. I don't it's, think there's any plus or minus. You said right. No, there's nothing. There's no stats, so there's no pluses or minuses. Uh, yeah, it's pretty very straight, straightforward. It's all D20, and it, you don't even roll for damage. Everything's set and damages. Well, and, when you hit all D20, it's literally one D20. Yeah, it's one D20, and it, you don't roll it very often. You with, might with just few, you might, with few exceptions. <laughs> you might just need one D20 for the whole table. Yeah. Well, because they yeah. they also say that dice rolls have to be public. Yeah, you're supposed so to roll no, in the open. There's no DM screen to roll behind. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where people nowadays they don't like the idea of DMs fudging rules or fudging rolls. And sorry, you got to advance the story any which way you can. Yeah, but the, for happen. this, it's that's the whole point of this game. It's it's you advance it no matter what. So you, you even if if you fail, you can still like change yeah. it slightly, right? So it I'm is a story. It is much more. Storytelling game where it's it's definitely you're working together, you describing how everything goes, and it's not uh, classic uh, role playing where it's antagonistic in any way. Like you're you're really working <laughs> together for a story. Uh, we should get into the pilots. Pilots are the people you get to play. Yeah, there's six mm-hmm. classes. Yep. So engineer. Sal- yeah, salvager, engineer, hauler, scout, soldier, and hacker. Now I will say. That I think it's cool, but there is a class tree in this book, which is very confusing to read and follow. And even as I was reading the book, 
on how to become these hybrid pilot classes is what they called. It just this tree is very hard to read. I don't I, I don't know why it's hard to read because it's not really a tree. Maybe that's why you think it's hard to read. Well, it's 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 um it's uh, I hate to call it a tree. I call it a tree because it has paths. But it's not paths. You, can take. you don't have to take paths. You can choose. You you can choose from all different groups. You just no, but you. But, all right, I'm gonna take. So there's a, a a union rep class. So you have to take these the, these two brown lines to get to be that union rep, according to the to the rules. Well, you have uh, but to. But it doesn't it doesn't say where in the class that shows up as a choice to pick. No, once you max out the core abilities, then you can do then you can do other things. Then you can switch to legendary advanced abilities, legendary abilities eventually, or you can go become a hybrid class. But you have to max out the uh, core classes first. Yeah. So it's 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 like a a multi. Uh, it's like it's not really multi-classing. It's more like switching your class halfway through. That's how it's really because because like some of these abilities, uh, like like Folkson, for instance, for Union Rep. I'm pretty sure I saw that under somebody else's. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, if you because as well. So it's like you you're, you know, if you got the abilities, you're kind of moving along the path. Yeah, because if you you eventually get those abilities, you can go to the uh, the um, the second level abilities like the fabricator and those ones they, they have some of the stuff from each different class to choose from so and the ranger has from two different ones but it's got a lot of uh there's a lot of classes and a lot of like multi-classes that you eventually can choose from so yeah it's uh I'm trying to show the actual thing yeah so it's like soldier hacker engineer hauler scout and salvage salvagers like the general generalist who can kind of do a bunch of everything and then from that, you can be a cyborg, fabricator, union rep, smuggler, or ranger. So you can eventually be, get to those ones. So if, you, like if you're a hacker and an engineer, you can eventually become a fabricator. It's, uh, it's interesting. That's, it's all about progression, I guess. That's the, the how you progress in the game. Because once again, you don't have stats. So that's how you differentiate your characters from well, I think choosing the stats all the different are, things. I'm sorry. I think the abilities are, quote-unquote, the stats. Yeah. It's, instead of, uh, it's more skill-based instead of stat-based. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you get to the mechs. There's quite a few different t types of mechs. You can build your own mech, too. Like, these are just... Uh, the mechs are just the like suggestions oh, yeah, yeah. there's chassis yeah i think mm -hmm. is what it is and then you can upgrade or uh modify the chassis and uh determining what your tech level is and how much uh how much uh salvage they cost that's how you can i think you get 20 salvage points at the beginning to build your mech so you can yeah. see like a the one chassis costs seven and then you can add modules onto it to make it even better and each one has its own like like uh the mule is, is there, all about cargo i was gonna say is there a list there's not so much a list, more just a you have to look, scroll through them all. Yeah, I was wondering if there was just a list list. Uh, not that I've known. Then there's even flying ones. That's kind of cool. They have uh, the Mazona. Yeah, and eventually yeah, so you get like, to like the huge ones. Like there's like giant ones. Yeah. That the be able the to... Iron Worm, which is a giant like tunneling mech. Yeah. Yeah. This this scrapper looks like the the mech from Aliens. Yeah, and like the Atlas is like a recovery one that's huge. And uh, mm -hmm. I do like the, uh, eventually you get to the biggest ones that can actually fight the Bio-Titans because those Bio-Titans, they have some crazy stats. So, But yeah. some of the technology, there's teleporting, there's uh, shields, there's some 
pretty high in technology before I guess before the world went to crap they they're pretty technologically advanced so mm-hmm. there's even like the consoles like more powered armor like it's smaller size and mm-hmm. yeah I think the, the Hussar I think is is a pretty neat looking one and the the carrier is pretty much a it's a, can hold other mechs so it's like pretty cool stuff and I think that's where you really because you collect scrap and as you collect scrap, you can upgrade your chassis or you can find a chassis in the wild to, to start building on. So I think that's where the game, it's really about exploration, mm-hmm. finding stuff and trying not to get murdered by the giant monsters in the game. <laughs> or uh, or, or the other mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, of course, there's going to be raiders like just like Mad Max or anything. Anytime you get a wasteland, you're going to have people dressing with funny mohawks and, and a lot of feathers that are going to come at you. <laughs> you're going to be commanded by your evil... Uh, Corpo to go raid a, a wasteland village. I guess if you wanted to play for the Corpos, but that wouldn't make sense. It's called Salvage Union. <laughs> I, I love, I love how so many like, for for one thing, uh, I don't, I don't know if you're actually showing them like uh, clips from the the book, but like mm-hmm. the art in here is just oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, and and I love how like it's very like blue collar. Yeah, too. like there's there's a bunch of like it's just dudes with like. You know, hats on and yeah. overalls and just everything's rusty very, and yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not steampunk, but it is no, kind of a. It's very scythe. Whatever whoever did that artwork. Well, yeah. scythe is more. I think even more. It I meant polished. Yeah, the style of art, you know. It, well, painterly, it it's painterly. Yeah, yeah. painterly. Yeah, yeah. It, it like it gives off a very like this is a very used world. Mm-hmm. Everything's like, rusty. Everything's everything's yeah. rusty and yeah. It's not you're not getting the uh, the <laughs> the Gundam smoothness or the you know no yeah. you're definitely not getting that it's hard lines yeah it's weird <laughs> angles yeah and it's all it's all uh, it's all half broken down you're trying lot, to repair of, of refrigerators a, with legs <laughs> a lot of open yeah. structures and that's yeah. a, a huge part of the game is actually you have a, a home uh, crawler that's like, like your crawler, base yeah. And uh, the whole thing is you're trying to get scrap because every week you have to have a certain amount of scrap to keep that thing going. Otherwise, people start starving. And like the smallest one has like 100 people on it. So these are huge crawling cities or villages. And uh, so you're trying to you're pretty much the the elite of the this group, the salvage union going out to get the scrap to keep these people alive. So I, I like right off the bat, you're not just some schlub. You're like an important person in your crawler and you can upgrade yeah. your crawlers too to mm-hmm. bigger and bigger crawlers and eventually have city size crawlers which is kind of fun so it it is like a it's much more of a community and even even with the npcs and stuff they they want you to roll like they have specific roles in in the crawlers that uh you roll to have their personalities and stuff so everybody just has a unique personality which is kind of fun so it's it's much more about role playing in that world i think than just mm-hmm. straight up you know going to fight things you know yeah. def- it's definitely a role playing game not so much a combat game Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think we all want to talk about the Bio Titans because they're pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'll show you the picture of the Bio Titans. Uh, a yeah. Collage. A lot of uh, a lot. Obviously, there are a lot that are uh, uh, inspired by. <laughs> yeah, inspired by Godzilla or monster movies. There's a Mothra yeah. one. There's like a Dune Sandworm. There's, but they're all like that with technology grafted onto them so yeah the the phantom where it's like some kind of weird 
meld scythe monster thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like good. a shapeshifter with blades. Oh, this is the one that can teleport. And there's yeah. yeah, the one that's I think is it the Phantom that's yeah, the Phantom's not in completely in our reality, so it's really hard to fight it and like it everything has like unique things it can do and unique ways you have to fight it and it's pretty crazy. So, like it's super tough these. You're not fighting these at low levels, that's for sure. You need no. pretty good uh mechs to fight these. The the behemoth is another one that really stood out to me. It's basically like, it's like a big t- walking robe. If you think about it, it's, it's like a big walker, like an, an AT-AT walker, but like with a weird like mutant creature thing on top of it. Yeah, these, these things are crazy. The tyrant obviously looks like a Godzilla. And mm. it's uh, it's got tail swat and uh, irradiated beam. Yeah, and they each yeah. one can do these like a bunch of different ones. And the, for structure points, they have a two hundred and fifteen for the tyrant. Like there's, there are huge <laughs> amounts of uh, points you have to do damage. And pr- pretty much a lot of these can kill you one hit. So, like, it's to go against any of these. I think it's one of those things where you see it in the distance and you run. Like it's you're not going to be trying to fight these. It's more of a force of nature that eventually you might work your way up to fight one of these things, but. Yeah, you got the meld, which are the yeah, the, they're they're the, the actual the main bad guys. Yeah, nano are they bad guys? I don't know about that, but yeah. they're nano creatures. Yeah, and they they and they can take over animals. The, the alpha male, right? Yeah, the behemoth is the giant meld where it's just yeah, it takes over mechs. Yeah, I did not you get salvage points. Uh, yeah, well, the meld you get salvage with the melds. You get meld point. You get these meld salvage, which there's a slim chance that it's still alive. So you have a, every time you have it in your container, it might activate and start taking over things. Just add that little bit more scare thing. But yeah, it seems like you're going to be fighting a lot of meld drones. You're probably going to be fighting a lot of uh corporation and, and anytime you're, you're out, you're probably thinking if you're going to be end up against uh, raiders and things like that, helping, helping some uh, wasteland, uh, civilization for trade and things like I think that's a lot of the scenarios would be but yeah. Yeah, yeah they have cool drones they have it's there's a lot of things and there's even regular yeah. since it's a wasteland once again of course everything's irradiated things so there's giant mo- giant uh, mole bears and uh, yeah the mole bear carrion yeah. birds yeah the mole bear is pretty uh, crazy irradiated scorpions like one of my favorite the, the chimerapede yeah yeah there's a lot of bad things out in the world but uh, the game is a lot in and out of your mech, so some of these things you'd be like, mm. "Oh, you could fight that out of your mech," but some of these things you're not fighting out of your mech. You're gonna be you you have to be in your mech to fight them. So, thoughts on said game? Anybody have any uh, anything really more to say about uh, the? Nah, it, it's no, it looks it's, it looks pretty tight. Uh... Yeah, it, it does. Like to to pass point, it does. Uh, like, like the the book is very visual. Uh, and 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 organized in a non like book fashion, for lack of a better word. Yeah, we didn't even uh, mention the cover where it looks like the old. Uh, what are those old? Uh, McGraw Hill. Yeah, uh, the car manuals. Car manuals. Yeah, yeah. That you would buy at. at uh, it's got Boys a lot of character in for, just for your book high school for your high school car. Yeah, yeah. even even in like the, the like everything. There's some of it looks like it's just notes on a like like the mm-hmm. actual things on a post-it. Yeah. And yeah. some of the, I know in some of the, um, some of the class stuff, like there'll be, or I think it was items that it would just like things would be scratched out and said no longer available. <laughs> like, yeah. 
and pilot equipment, you have things that are like redacted, yeah, yeah. unsubscribed, deauthorized. Yeah, like some of it must have been pretty bad stuff that they didn't let you have anymore. Yeah, so it's it's got a whole lot of like character. Yeah, it, I will say it feels like a really rich. Yeah. One of the things we didn't touch is that you have action points. Yeah, I guess we should talk about actually how the game works. Or their ability points. This is the uh, and this is the number of ability points you have, and this is what you spend to use your abilities. So this is how how many things you can do in, in I guess in a turn for a lack of a better term because I don't know if it's per turn. Yeah, it's turn based. Or per, or per encounter. But it's a uh, yeah, and some of the stuff takes like it'll be like you can only use it once per day or like or once per session things like that. Yeah, so. I think you start with five. And then some of your, like, if you look at the engineer, uh, uh, if you use the jury rig it's to fix something, it's two, two ability points to do. Yeah. Yeah, everything so. t- everything takes uh, points to actually activate and time, too. Like, a lot of it will say, like, this is a short action or long action. I don't or... remember what some of these symbols mean. What is the stopwatch? I think, yeah, that's the time element, I think. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. The, uh, action type. turn hmm. yeah this legend is not very I, I think what, with it being a the PDF like the uh... oh it's inside the actual symbol so T is time L is long R is reaction F is free P is passive and D is downtime so I guess downtime's in between. Scenarios. Yeah, that's downtime's yeah. like a week, and long is like a day. I think short's like okay. a uh, hour, and then turn is like during the turn. Okay. And reaction is you can obviously do a reaction. And free, everybody knows what free is. And passive is always activated. And that's it. Once again, range. It's as close, medium, long, and far. Like the range bands are pretty. Like it, your weapon will tell you how far you can shoot, so you know. And uh, yeah, so it's. Uh, it's pretty like the, clean, I think that would you say. I do like to shout out to Spinal Tap on the engineer. <laughs> Does it go to eleven? This one goes to eleven. It's the reactor overcharge. I like the MacGyver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, a lot of the skills are got funny names, and uh, and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of in jokes for sure. And and to the uh, you know kind of to to hark back to like what I was saying about character like. Uh, even when you're like putting together your pilot or your mech, like they have uh, things like for your pilot, you, you pick up a, a keepsake mm-hmm. that they have. You they've got a motto. Uh, you know, you, you put together like an appearance. You know how they look, kind of thing. Jack but the Burton. mechs, the mechs also have uh, that kind of stuff where you they have quirks um, or <laughs> quirks. Yeah, so like. Uh, make this is literally one from the book makes a pew pew sound when used (laughs) (laughs) like secretly emits radio waves Um, and then like uh, you know call signs and and names for your your mech and everything they have some suggestions for you yeah Uh, so it's it's uh, like I said it it has a lot of character to it and I really appreciate that and I like how I I I'm I'm not sure if every mech, but some mechs have AIs, and yeah, you have to mm-hmm. roll for the AI's like personality. So it could be yeah. like real annoying. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. 
yeah, there's a lot of personality in the. If you really want to roll up everything too, you you could make some really unique characters. You can also choose, obviously. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's why I like for the uh, like they said for the uh, just the NPCs in your in your like crawler. They have all like the ways, how they act and what they're like, and it's kind of if really characterful. I think that's uh, even the world. The world in general is very characterful. I could see like yeah. uh, like you were saying about Scythe or what's that uh, that Swedish game that they made the TV show about um, with little kids on bikes who meet. Uh, what's that called? Comment below if you know what I'm talking about. My brain does never work, but <laughs> little kids on bikes. But then there's Sweden. yeah, the, well, the original it was a role playing game that was uh, from Sweden, but it's uh, was a TV show on Amazon, I believe, and uh, it's got a funny name, but very similar art style to Grace that too. Too, I don't know. <laughs> too. It's yeah. A yeah. Michelle Piper. Uh, yeah, like uh, AI uh, personalities. I just wanted to, to shout out: views humans as lost puppies to protect. <laughs> uh, I guess I will say, uh, like Mecha Hack, and I'm sure Aether Nexus will be. This is a very easy to read, easy to get underneath your belt kind of RPG game, and uh, it's. It's not bad. It's got a good story behind it. It's got some good character ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good mech ideas. Uh, so I would, uh, if you're interested in looking for a new RPG, I would... Uh, I figured it out. It's Tale, I, Tales from Loop. Oh. I would uh, recommend Salvage Union. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, you're looking for, like, a crunchy... RPG where combat's like super serious. You, this is not the game for you. This no, is not, no, no. Don't don't go. Yeah, uh, this isn't know, the crunchy up, mech game. This is a more pick up Robotech or something else. Yeah, like there's tons of games for that, but this is much more of a characterful. The world is not. I wouldn't say super unique. It's there's we've seen tons of wastelands. No, but and, it's got a good story and it's put together mm-hmm. very well. Uh, and like I said, like Mecha Hack and I'm sure Aether Nexus will be. They're very concise, simple rules. But once again, they're combat-oriented, I would find. Those are much more combat-oriented, where this is the opposite. Well, yeah, I mean, those two, but it's very concise and very easy to read and easy to get going. Yeah, for sure. If you want combat-heavy kind of RPG, go with Mecha Hack. But if you want more role-playing, like actual getting into the world and playing your character, this is. I think this would be a real... When I first saw yeah. it, I think we, uh, I actually talked about it on our, we had an indie spotlight last year, the year before I talked about this game in it at the time ah. it was just previewed and it, just the, the idea of it was so interesting. Cause it's so the idea of just being a, in a union, like you're just going out to get scrap and that's the game. Like that's it's punching the clock to survive. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, like Brian said, blue collar, you're just trying to do your job. You get obviously things are going to get messed up and you're getting, getting situations mm-hmm. And sometimes diplomacy might get it out, but sometimes you might have to fight your way out. But yeah, it, real fun. It's uh, mm-hmm. and and the and the mech customization. If you're into customizing mechs, there's a lot of options. There's so many modules. There's so many upgrades. There's like you have to like it gets down to you actually have to take locomotion for your for your mech because technically if you don't have locomotion you can't move your turret. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so you have to choose your locomotion type. You could be flying or you could be tracked or you could be 
walking. <laughs> but yeah, fun, real fun in that way. I think if you're used to having to roll stats and stuff, that you, I don't think it's that kind of game. But still, I think it's gonna be real fun, and I, I, I will. I'm sure I'll find a way to play it. I was thinking about it, doing it like a my actual where I live. I live near Niagara Falls, so it kind of be fun to do the post-apocalypse version of this area and play through a campaign yeah. in this area. Uh-huh. That, Cause That'd yeah. Nice. Cause imagine what bio Titan lives in Niagara Falls. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, I giant, was thinking about giant that. back bacon. Yeah. The giant goose. <laughs> the giant goose. It's, it's a, called the Gandasaur. That's right. And it's, they're mean. They're mean when they're little. Imagine when they're big, but, <laughs> and, and have mechanical parts. So we do think we do thank Leyline Press for sending these PDFs for us to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Oh, and I forgot to mention too. Uh, they uh, just today actually they uh, announced uh, something called Powered by Salvage that they've just announced. It looks like uh, they're doing open gaming license for Salvage Union. So they're oh, wow. la- they're allowing nice. third party creators to freely develop, distribute, publish tabletop role playing game material for the for the Salvage Union world without the need for royalties. So you can make your own magazine about it. You can make your own modules. As long as you're not, you're not, uh, you're not uh, using their, just like the open license for D&D. You can't use, yeah. like, yeah. you can't just print their stuff, <laughs> but you can make your yeah. own stuff for it. You, you still have to, you just have to use their stuff for the base, but you can't yeah. take their stuff. And they have a cool that, symbol this, that you can put on your, slap on your uh, stuff too, the Powered by it, Salvage. The system really, like, leans into... Uh, like modules and like campaigns, I think I think would really make this thing. Oh, I could see pe- someone putting out like a new book just full of new chassis well, and you could modules. Do, you could definitely do what you said and do a campaign setting. You could do the the Niagara area yeah. campaign setting, you do the mm-hmm. Chicago area campaign. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool that they're doing that, and that I I hope more companies do that because obviously licensed companies like I was talking about the Robotech game, you can't do that with that kind of stuff. But when you're making your own game, yeah. Make it open license. Let let the world grow. Like back in the day, we we do another podcast, me and Pat, with our buddy Jack, called uh, Dragon's Tome, where we go through Dragon Magazine every issue at a time chronologically. Shameless plug. But uh, <laughs> back in the early days of Dragon, it was all about uh, just modifying, like people writing in, modifying their games. Like, like obviously, yes. eventually TSR got a little litigious and stopped that kind of stuff. But early yeah. on, that was like what role playing was, right? So it's good to get, yeah, get back to new that. magic items, new modules, campaign settings. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, or how many companies started doing trap books or doing doing uh, weapon books or things like that? Like back in the early days of uh, role playing, there was a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's good that this the, you can do it officially. So it's you can. Uh, do a salvage union module or is it like a campaign or a, like I say a book of chassis or so hopefully they, they get a lot of people doing that. I hope the, the world grows mm-hmm. for them and people get into it because I'd like to see that more of that kind of thing. And if it's successful, maybe other companies would be encouraged to do it also. So yeah. And uh, yeah, somebody make a salvage union uh, a magazine and I will subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think that wraps it up. I, yeah, I say yeah. check it out. If you're looking for a new RPG mech, look for a little something a little bit different, uh, more story story driven, storyteller style, I guess. Uh, check out Salvage Union. Uh, and they definitely have uh, good bundles on right now. So if anybody wants a, uh, you can go to their website. We'll have the show notes. 
they're doing like a bundle with uh, a bunch of books and dice and uh, like the um, bunch of character sheets and cheat sheets and things like that, which is kind of fun. So yeah, and uh, I think that's it about Salvage Union. Please check her out. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back for the uh, Xville. Sound good? Yes. Let's Xville out of here. Well, that was an episode, wasn't it, boys? It was. It we're, was. We're in the Xville. Too bad we didn't do any. Uh, I guess hobby. before we go, it, would you be a wastelander, no. a nomad, or a corpo? You're not. You're a salvage union person. That's what you, how you play the game, Pat. Those aren't your choices. No, you can be any one of those. People. No, you can't. Sure you can. <laughs> no, you live in a crawler. You're a salvage union you, person. You can be whoever you want. I'm, I'm going to be a wasteland. role play. Then you don't no get a mech. Play. You just your whole game is this. You you're scrounging you for one, carrots. You could be the one pilot in your wasteland town. <laughs> and then the, we roll in there and just steal all your crap. Well, you know, then no, you, you're scrapped. Then the other guys in the party be rolling around in cars with the machine guns on the back. Tacticals, yeah. yeah. I guess you can do whatever you want in your campaign, Pat, but you're not doing that in my campaign. No, the, the Niagara campaign is That's salvagers right. only. Just so. crawlers upon crawlers. That's right. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, like, share, subscribe, comment below, go to our Facebook group. That's where most of the action happens. Follow us on Twitter, I guess. Or sorry, X. Can't call it Twitter yeah. anymore. Really? Who's going to stop us? It is still Twitter.com, I'm pretty sure. It's not yeah. X.com. Yes, yes. Go to X.com. You might get some crazy shit. Watch out for that. <laughs> I actually, made that mistake at work once. Don't you, do that. Actually, I think he might actually yeah. own X.com. That gets a call from HR. Uh. <laughs> it's blocked, yeah. Um. Yeah, until next. I don't know if we even introduced ourselves, you know. <laughs> I'm <That's> Rob. <laughs> I'm Brian. <laughs> and I'm Chopper. We're we'll be, be back you soon. We'll be back next month. I'm sure we'll be talking mostly about Adepticon because that's going to be hot coming up. So, uh, yep. yeah. And the Warpath yep. Kickstarter will be live next time. So I'm sure we'll do a preview of that too. Because you want everybody wants little teeny backs. Put that big. Just a little guys. <laughs> okay. Enough of this. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> this has been Mobile Armor. Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. Is it more cowbell? No, that's a fever. Ah. I got a fever. Have you ever diagnosed somebody with that? With a fever? With more like fever uh, from our uh, uh, fever, you know what you mean. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, a fever is a symptom, not a diagnosis. But only if it's for cowbell, though. But then did you determine that a cowbell was the cure? I have thing? used that when they said the baby's got a fever, and I went, "The only prescription is more cowbell." <laughs> and then everyone looked at me, and I go, "You have got to be kidding me!" They all were like, "This is this kid. is not funny, Pat. It's a serious situation." This <laughs> is <laughs> <was a> serious. <laughs> And we're like, no, I don't think I've seen that. I go, should, oh my god! Should have one with you and the video clip on cue. I like, should have it on my phone so I can see. How have you not known this? This thing has been around. I mean, just since like the play. internet. It was one of the one of the first things I watched on the internet. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna do a segment now? <laughs> yes.